Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Albertson. And this week, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 2, Feet Don't Kill Me Now. The episode where Lassie and Gus decide to team up and dance their way into catching a murderer. I'm so excited for this one. Watching Dulé Tap on set was one of my most favorite things, and then getting to watch Tim go through this entire process was absolutely hilarious. Enjoy. Hi, Tim! Hey, Maggie! Look at your new background! Thanks, it's all due to Allison. Oh, Allison, good job. Are you doing the guest, the guest uh, shack? You know what I love? I love all the, the psych memorabilia, but I also love that your mic cover is blue, which is a representative of the podcast, because those are like our podcast colors. And you're also wearing blue today. Right. right in this Amazon package, Maggie, I have a blue mic cover for you, which we have not seen each other, so I can't. What? Yeah, I, I bought you one too when I bought mine, so we can have, we can have matchy matchies. Tim, that's so sweet. I got to come get it. I'm going to come get it. Yeah, it's just an excuse so I can see you in person. Yes, we must. You also still haven't met the baby. I have to meet Mabel. Who's now six months old and so much bigger than when we first got the little angel furry love. Oh my God, she's so cute. What were we, last week on the pod, she like walked through in the back. I was like, I want to just come eat her up. I want to come eat her up. I think the hair's a little uh, whiffy today. I think I need need another trim. Oh, you? Oh no, I like your hair today. I like it. I also love the uh, the pineapple sternbush peeking through the uh, the blue blue button down to bring out your eyes. Love. This was my Father's Day gift that I got from the girls. Love. In Vancouver while we were shooting Psych 3, this is Gus. Oh. Father's Day. I got a little Father's Day present of a nice um, blue kind of a windbreaker shirt. Love. That is very good. That's a very good taste. And they know your style. And I just, you do know, you know the color's right. Yeah, the color's right. I am excited to talk about this episode. It's a it's a it's just a very good episode, but also I just remember it so well. And also when it first started, oh, okay, go. I, I need to go back. You tap dancing, okay, oh Tim. Do you remember? Like, did someone say to you, "Are you cool if we?" Or did you just get the script and it was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be tap dancing this week with Dulé oh, Hill." Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll save my stories for that. Okay, we're saving stories. So let's dive in, because I want to get to the stories. And I guess we're ready to podcast the shit out of it, aren't we? I am so ready to podcast the shit out of it with you on this gorgeous Sunday. And let's uh, let's dive in. Let's dive in. It's episode two. Bobbleheads. Bobbleheads. And, and I got to point out my uh, my Lego Lasseter from Aww. your friend Lego Psych. Yeah. Which I can reach it. Wait, where is it? Where is it? I got it. 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 Lego Lasseter from oh, our Lego so cool. friend. That is so cool. That is so cool. I love the eyeballs. Very proud of that. Yeah, it's good. So good. All right, here we go. I can't believe we're on episode two of season five. What? This is time crazy. Does fly when we were having the best time of our lives, it just really... like did on the show. Yep. And uh, we have some some ideas up our sleeve to uh, slow down this process a little bit. So stay tuned for that too. But all right, let's get into this episode because- Some bonus episode ideas. Bonus episode ideas. I have been so excited to talk about this, which is why you're like, I want to save my story. So I'm like, okay, let's just dive in because I want to hear all of them because 
This was a good episode. Okay, episode two, Feet Don't Kill Me Now, written by Saladin K. Patterson, who is very busy. Let's go to my very first note and my very professional notes on my iPad. Very professional notes is, O'Hara's suit and hair, you look so good. Oh, thank you. Well, wait, hold on. I would as This is not just written by Saladin. It's written by Tim Meltrigger, and it's directed by the wonderful Mel Damsky, um, who we also Dr. love. Ender. And thank you on my hair, my hair. I, my dark hair, I, I, uh, I have some notes about it. I feel like I, there's, I don't know. Is No, you're wrong. Cause it's, it, you're wrong. Sorry. You're wrong. Okay. It's coming up to, it looks really, it looks really lovely. It was like your season five hair was really, hi Mabel. Mabel came to say hi. Hi Mabel. Right. I'm digressing. Um, so your hair was awesome. Your suit had this like you're sort of a really sharp suit. There, oh, there's another suit I'll get to later. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. First note is O'Hara suit and hair, all caps, so good. Hard eyes emoji. Aw, thank you. It's so funny. I I have I had the same thought. Your hair is uh, really growing in in this season. <laughs> it looks Which good. Which I was looking at it the whole time, going. I almost want to like go back to that length of my hair. I love I love it's your like hair. A little short now. I think it looks, uh, I think it looks, it looks really good, but I love your hair now too. Yeah. So if my awesome hair now, which got, it's got my, my wave in it or, um, uh-huh. it's just like it a-, be a little short for, um, for now with, um, my big old beard and I don't know. We'll see. I like it. All right. Um, I actually got the pineapple siding this time. Did you, Tim? Hmm. I got it. It's a pineapple. Never- it's on Lillian's desk as Sean passes by it. He goes in uh, to the clinic and she kind of stopped the, the woman he's like flirting with, or who I should say who flirts with him and he right. flirts back. Yeah. So we like scan her desk at one point and there's like a shiny little pineapple on it. And I was like, oh, I got it this time. <laughs> I was like, that's a pineapple. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Good job, Maggie Lawson. Thank you. Cold open. It's 1990 and young Gus is embarrassed that young Sean caught him tap dancing again. Sean even rudely tells him he needs to grow up. Flash forward to present day, a car is being pulled out of the river. Apparently, a female victim was trapped inside a vehicle and drowned. Lasseter and Juliet are already investigating the crime scene, but Lasseter cuts Jules short, telling her there will be plenty of other dead women cases she can help on when she's ready. So Mean. You come Which, to City Hall on. and lure me back to work, and then you're mean. Go on. I'm being protective, though. No. Because uh, he doesn't want you to be, he said, less traumatizing. Yes. Women's. So he's being protective, but still, in his, he just can't quite be a human being. He's still got to be a dick, last or a dickish. <laughs> he's got to still be a, he's got to be a little dickish. He just does. He can't help it. But you are right. It's sort of like his way of showing love, right? It's like. Uh, like it's like they'll be less traumatizing. Cases. Cases for you to work. Yeah. Because he's still worried about his partner. He also wants some coffee, you know? So, anyway. Which, I thought it was interesting. There was a, something interesting to note. When he says he wants his coffee black, he's off the cream and sugar. So, last year, at this point in season in the show, is no longer drinking his coffee like a middle school girl. Hey, some of us like our cream and sugar. Oh, wait. I guess I am like a middle school girl. So, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I like, I, I like that uh, Laster has his coffee. I love that he's like, I'm off the... I'm off the, he's making some changes, which we will eventually get to. So, okay, Lasseter tell, then tells McNabb that until Juliet is back and ready, he's going to need an extra set of hands. Shortly after, Sean and Gus arrive on the scene. 
Sean looks more closely in the car and determines that the dead woman wasn't in the car alone and therefore hypothesizes that she was murdered. Oh, therefore hypothesizes that she was murdered. Yeah. Hey, that's I guess that's a the first that's a season first. That's the first murder of season five. Oh my gosh, this is very exciting. You know what? You know what I've decided, I think, because what? you're so good at the Lassiter and Juliet wardrobe. I think I'm gonna start making fun of Sean and Gus's just a little bit. Do it. I think so. And I'll start in, next sorry, episode because I don't remember this one. Yes. In the exchange with um the Lassiter Sean exchange, it's another show first. It's the classic line of the only thing that shuts my pie hole is pie. Tell me. What is it? When uh, Lasseter says, shut your pie hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean when you say that? Yes. I thought you said it's yeah, the only thing. It's, it's one of my favorite retorts of the only thing that shuts my pie hole is pie. Pie. And Lasseter <laughs> reluctantly agrees. He goes, yeah. Yeah. He knows. So this is very kind of subtle. Like, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, there's another show first coming up, but uh, we're not there yet that I, I love. Okay. Lassiter tells him to stop wasting his time, and Gus tells Sean he has to get to tap class. Lassiter overhears and inquires about it. At the tap class, someone who works at the studio pulls Gus aside, uh, him thinking because he's getting, okay, him thinking because he's getting moved to the advanced class, but actually because a certain coworker came to visit dot, dot, dot. But we have to first, before that, shout out Jason Samuel Smith, who is uh, a very good friend of Dulé Hill. Huge deal that we got him to come and do this episode and tap for us. He is a legend. He is so good. And they did uh, bring in a noise, bring in, bring in da noise, bring in da funk together on Broadway. Da noise and da funk. Also, and great guy. Da laws. Yeah. Bring in da. <laughs> you know, also a little fun fact Chelsea Patterson's cousin. What? According to Dula Hill, who I, I did not know that. I did not know it was Jason Patterson. I mean, uh, Chelsea Patterson's cousin. That's I did not know that. None, no, no. The only people who know that would be Chelsea and um, and um, Jason. I was uh, a little starstruck. Um, I love tap. I take tap, and I I got to meet this person. Wait, what? You take tap? How have I not known this about you? You My... know this about me. I know you love dancing. And I know you love tap. Though. Oh yeah. It, but I was out of it for a long time. And it's Dulé who got me Melinda Sullivan. Okay. Are we telling stories? I am, Hang on. I'm kind of freaking out right now. But. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so that's a great segue, actually. So you loving tap. Now, you asked me earlier off camera of how, when I got the script, was I cool with tap? And how this all came about. Obviously, Saladin and Tim were big fans of Luck of the Irish. And they knew from my incredible step dancing um. <laughs> that I can handle, I can handle myself with some tap. So in real life, little insider insight. I, Tim Amundsen, have always wanted to learn how to tap because, um, you know, all the greats, all the great song and dance, song and dance men, all the big, the big movie stars back in the day were could tap. And when I was taking theater class in Seattle in my youth, a guy showed up one day with threw down like his plywood board and just started tap dancing. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So when we started doing the show and I met, I met the great Dele Hill in intense town that is, I, I really wanted him to teach me how to tap. And he, we never had time because we were busy making a TV show. Mm. But um, so when this episode came by, I was so excited that I would get to learn like at least a little bit about it. Yeah. And you learned very quickly from like what I remember. Like you worked very hard. You were, you were very into it. I mean, I really, did, and here's a, here's a uh, little fun fact. I don't know if you remember. 
I was intensely sick during this episode. Oh, I so, kind of, this is ringing a bell now. That's so right. just part of this one. We had taken Nora to our, her favorite place in the world, which is Disneyland. And while the Disneyland, I caught something called fifths disease, which is part, it's like a coronavirus. And they, it's like, it's a childhood disease you get. Yes, that's right. You get, um, they call it like the hand something, like a lot of times your kids will get like a rash on their face. But what it does, it starts like flu-like symptoms. And then I remember it, it really, it goes into your joints. Yeah. And um, in my case, like I remember waking up in this hotel in Disneyland with this intense pain in my right shoulder and going, what the hell is this? And then it kind of spread over across my other shoulder. And by within a couple of days, like all my joints were just like seizing up and I could not, it was in, I I was in such pain that I went to the, I went to the SAG health clinic and the guy just thought it was, he wasn't a great doctor there at the time, which was actually last time I was at this, that particular clinic and I got a fancy doctor on my own, but he just thought it was, he just thought it was the flu because it kind of presents as the flu. But I, I like, I couldn't bend my wrist. It just hurts much. And, he, and I, I was getting ready to drive up to Vancouver, my, my yearly drive for this, this season and show. And he's like, you're driving, so I can't really give you anything for the pain. Because really, like, you need narcotics. Like, yeah. you need, like... Yes, like, you couldn't be altered. heavy-duty um, yeah. pain, pain meds for something. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like a neurological pain that you just cannot shake with mm-hmm. regular, like, or something. So I was in such bad shape, I actually had to tape my wrists with, like, athletic tape so I could bend them enough to drive. Got there, and then, like, day one, I'd go to tap tap rehearsal. And, it, like, literally, it hurt to walk. Mm-hmm. And these first couple scenes, I'm really flushed and, like, sweaty, which part of it was they glistened me up because I, th- I think I was sweaty from tap dancing. But also, I was sweating because I was feverish. I was just about and to say, what... yeah, this makes so much sense. I did notice the sweat, and I was like, wow, they really, uh, they really spritzed him for this scene. But that makes total sense now. I knew, I knew you had this fifth disease. I just forgot it was during this episode. It, yeah, so this whole episode was really physically bad for me. Wow. It was, like there was one scene where I was, I was just kind of like zoning out in between lighting setups, and Mel came up to I was in the, um, was in the conference room just kind of sitting, mm-hmm. trying to regroup. And Mel's like, you look like you're really doing not going to get my camera, and I'm not. Oh, no. It's like, I know, let's go. He goes, Mel goes, so you're saying you'll play her? Uh, like, like yes coach i will play hurt wow but i, so I pulled together and um but that's why i'm so like flushed and yeah, um, at one point I, I, thought I, I thought i like a sunburn from being out and um the scene with the um pulling this scene the crab trap crab trap the car out of the water yeah then i thought no i was just i was feverish because i was so sick um, but, um, yeah, that makes so much sense now because I, I had that thought. I f- f- completely forgot about that, Tim. Um, that was, I didn't know it was during this episode. Actually, like that's the, the weekend I got this disease. Was oh my God. The weekend I had to drive to Vancouver and then go tap dance. When most I hardly physical, uh, yeah. The most physical, ep- one of the most physical episodes that, ah, uh, again, I'm wrapping <laughs> you in bubble wrap. Okay. You've been stewing about a health problem you have. You almost resort to texting your group chat to get your friends' opinions. You're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care you need. 
ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better, faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com pineapple and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com, Z-O-C-D-O-C slash pineapple. Okay, so uh, that's when we see Lassiter at the studio asking Gus to take him, uh, let him take the class with him as a means to follow through on his therapist orders to try something new. Your face. When he says therapist. Though I literally wrote down your face when you say therapy or therapist is, it's just so good. So then it makes sense too. No cream and sugar. You know, he's making some changes. Gus is hesitant, but helps Lasseter get in the class, which is clearly more advanced than his current skill level. Lasseter is obviously so, a I, terrible tapper. This moment in the tap dance where Lasseter is just such a hot mess trying to do this choreography. And I remember like, in the, actually in the moment, like trying to like, not trying to be bad because I'm bad. I'm not good at tap dancing. But there was in Olivier's, in one of Olivier's biographies, he says um, when he did the movie, The Entertainer, which he, where he's playing an aging vaudevillian sort of past his prime mm-hmm. trying to sing and dance and someone came up to him and complimented him like saying that your bad dancing was so wonderful mm. and he said he didn't have the heart to say that he was actually trying as hard as he could to dance to <laughs> dance good that's so funny your bad dancing is very good like you get hit at one point and you're like no. ow and you like you're like ah back my you in my back it it was very good and you were doing all of it it wasn't like a stunt person was in there getting all knocked around. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, unlike Luck of the Irish, there was no dance double for Lasseter in this right. episode at all. Right. Although no. Certainly could, could have been. No. You, you did it all yourself. I remember that. Gus, hold on. Gus wanted to make sure Lasseter is about to give up on all tap altogether, but Gus says he just wanted to show him it was hard not to make him give up because he firmly believes that people who carry guns... <laughs> Should always listen to their therapist. Gus leads him back to the middle of the room and teaches him a few simple moves. While they're cramp rolling and shuffling, they start to talk about the murder case they saw earlier. You, the journey from your first tap step to the end of the scene (laughs) is so good. And also, I just have to give, and I have to shout out Dulé too, because like, we rarely, I, I mean, this might be one of the first times we've seen a Gus Lassiter kind of team up and how sweet it is like the sweet right. side of Gus uh, being like let me teach you and I don't know I did have in my notes the, the show first is like it's it's the first Carlton Guster um bonding experience. yeah yeah which it's I really, really enjoyed sweet. playing getting to play with him that way and what? they're saying oh I've got a I've got a psych degree of, I mean I have a psychic connection to this to do late 80s Early 90s, I was in New York City, and one of the first Broadway shows I ever saw was a show called Black and Blue, which um, was about tap and music and starring just the incredible um, Savion Glover. And when Savion oh, wasn't there, the greatest. 
just a little tap dancer named Dulé Hill was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw Dulé on Broadway. Do decades, Black and Blue? Doing Black and Blue. Oh, that's a great Black psychic. That's a great psychic premonition. That's really cool. That Got just... to me being very excited getting to tap dance with him. So in this scene where he and I are, where he's teaching Laster how to tap, I've got this big grin on my face because it was really, I was really, I was so enjoying it. Uh, actually, like a little thrilled that I was actually able to do a couple of these moves of this thing that I always want to learn how to do. That's really, really, really cool. That is really cool. I love that story. And of course, you all know, I'm sure, I'm sure many of our listeners know, and I'm sure you probably know this too, that the great um, Chris Walken, Chris Walken, I'm not even going to try my walking, was a Broadway dancer and is, is an old, old school hooker. Every show, every movie he does, he puts a little tap in. Oh, I, I, yeah, I could see that. I have, I'm now remembering this. I love that. Okay. Lassiter discovers that tapping eases his stress, but then he gets aggravated because he forgot to call the lab. He calls the lab while holding an evidence bag with the pills in them. And Gus sees, uh, Gus sees the bag pointing out that the pills he's referring to are trial sample pills. Lassiter thanks Gus for the help and asks him to tag along on the investigation as Gus has proven himself useful with pharmaceutical knowledge. Then Sean shows up and instantly jealous as Gus is working with Lassiter on the case, not him. But I have to say, a psych, I think a show first where Guster, where Gus is introduced by his real name. Right. He even says that. So, so Sean is, is jealous now that Gus is working with Lassiter on the case and not him, but this gives Sean a challenge. He bets he can solve the case before Lassiter and Gus can. Gus is game since Lassiter gives Gus more, uh, more respect as a partner than Sean ever has. That was the other thing I loved. You two were so cute together. So good together. Then Sean and Gus. I think t- another um, psychic connection to this episode. There's a line where when Lassiter goes to delay and says, you know, my therapist. Tells me to get out of my comfort zone. He says, since I don't like reading books that aren't about military strategy. The final little psychic moment is when I was getting my BFA in drama school, you had to take some general ed classes. For some dumb reason, I took an, I found myself in an ROTC class about called the history of war. And I, I had a textbook that was literally about military strategy that I had to read. Really? I, I was, it was my one and only college D this class. Yes. Oh my God. It's so, so funny. I feel like you'd be great at that in a lot of ways. Like you would, you well, would I think as an, as an adult, as an ad- adult, I think I would take much more interest in this class now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I that's really long cool. hair to with an earring and a beard and with mm-hmm. a bunch of artists. <laughs> I love that though. It's what makes you so, you know, well-rounded and unique. It's cool. So I actually have read a book about military strategy. Yeah, exactly. In real life. Okay, Sean and Gus tiff about when it's on and then off and then back on again. At a lab, Gus determines that the pills were in fact trial hormone pills, a fertility drug that is experimental that has, and that the test subject would have had access to them. When Gus gives even more helpful insight, Lassiter is impressed but wonders why he didn't say something earlier. Gus mentions it's because he usually never gets a word in with Sean. Then Lassiter complains about his partner and some of her flaws and ultimately ends up complaining about women in general and Gus tells him to see his therapist again. Lasseter really is, um, obviously the divorce has really taken hold of his psyche uh-huh. in this, which comes up later in the scene with, um, another scene with Dulé. But in yeah. the, in that scene with, um, where Dulé's teaching, uh, where Gus is teaching Carlton how to dance and he says, 
he starts realizing it, taking his stress away. And he says, what are you stressed about? Show first. It's the first time we ever hear about Lasseter's hatred of squirrels. Oh, it's true. He's stressed about his neighbor killing him for, mm-hmm. or soon for killing his squirrels. Yeah. And then it comes up later uh, as well, which I also thought was very funny. I also have written down the line, I do not, the platonic company of women. Yeah. I don't enjoy. I don't uh, enjoy. Books, or I don't about, yeah. Uh, books here about military strategy and the platonic company of women, yeah. women. Which I was like, that's true because he's got his dear friend O'Hara. Right. That's true, actually. That's true. Hey. Okay. That's yeah, when that, a man in a... That's when a man in a lab coat turns around and reveals himself to Sean. Sean gets word from Henry that he and Juliet will be working on the case that Lasseter and Gus are on. Only they will conduct separate investigations. Juliet are we com- back at SCPD now? Uh, yes. I think Ju- we are. Juliet I complains. I call out your suit here. You're in like this pinstripe suit with uh, sharp lapels and um, these shoulder pads that make you look like yeah. Captain Hepburn. Yeah, it's, very, it's a cool suit. I like this suit too. The brown, kind of brownish color. It's kind of brown pinstripe. Yeah. Love shoulder pads, like 1950 shoulder pads, and yeah. your hair was off. It's so it's funny. At the time, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I do now. At the time, I was uh, I was getting used to, yeah. Anyway, okay. Julia complains that Lassie is treating her like a rookie again, and she needs to get her hands on the case. The woman Lassie and Gus spoke to earlier denies any foul play at the lab, as she was the only lab tech there. She admits that Desiree was the girlfriend of a lab tech she works with named Ben. Lillian admits that it was she who gave Ben the pills to give his girlfriend. That's when Sean and Juliet run into Gus and Lasseter, questioning their lead as well. And Lillian tells her co-worker, uh, tells her her co-worker was secretly supplying his girlfriend with the tester drugs. Then both of the teens show up at Ben's house. Yes. The blonde? In yeah, the Lauren Lee. Team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Lauren, it's such a dead ringer for our, the bitches banana, our dear Janet. That's so, so true. Yeah. She, uh, she was great. Both the teams show up at Ben's house and they are in mid-argument. A car and a car. Oh, they're as they're in mid-argument, a car rips out of the garage. Back at the station, Henry reprimands the teams for losing the lead. Lasseter and Gus try to tap, try to tap in sync to help themselves concentrate on the case. <laughs> of course, with the window shut is good. That's when they realize that the car they found her body in was shared between Desiree and Ben. But they also determined that the car was rented, not owned. Juliet and Sean then see them tapping and make fun of them and then try to finish each other's <laughs> sentences. This scene, by the way, everybody in this scene, it was so silly. And definitely the last line of the scene when he says a hamburger, like when we're trying to finish each other's yeah. sentences. Yeah. And I'm like, hamburger? He's like, well, you started with an H sound. But the moment where you, you guys try and um, you try, you do the fist or like you're trying to the, do that. Yeah. Uh, you do the. The last yet high five. Yes. And he does the um Sean and Gus fist bump. Yeah. bump. So I thought it was a very funny moment of both of us still like, even though we're not working together, you still go for the you still go for the last yet high five, which made my little heart a little warm. Yeah, I liked it too. Sean and Juliet show up at a science research facility to find another lead, and Sean blatantly flirt, flirts with the first girl he sees. Sean signs Juliet up for a clinical trial to create a diversion so he can peek into Ben's office. That's when he checks his emails and finds an invoice for flowers he sent to Desiree and her mother. Gus and Lasseter are now at a car rental place, but they discover they were there was a tracking device on the rental car. They get the tracking ID. Yeah. There's a weird, um, there's a little logic bubble in this in a scene prior to this when uh, we say that Ben took off. He was last seen going north on the, the 101. Yeah. The one goes, no, he's going west on the one one. Uh, yeah. The north, go, 
Yeah. one goes north, north, south. I thought that too. I caught that too. I was like, also it's called, it's like the 101 freeway and we called it highway 101. It was just very cute. Yeah. Like it's the 101. It's anyway, the 101 it's north and south. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the tracking idea. And with that, Lassiter determines that Ben has a motive and he tells Gus to grow up and that people get married and then kill each other. <laughs> it's not a magical feelings place. One of my, I wrote that as my, favorite. one of my favorite Lassiter lines in the entire history of the show. So good. Gus to grow up. People have sex and then they kill each other. That's, That's the real world. Yep. Not some magical feelings place. Like, yes. so again, that's that divorce is so, um, taken hold of blaster and it's so fresh and it's also so sweet because he's he's like he's really hurt he's really vulnerable he doesn't know what to do so he's just kind of every everything everything sucks everything's dark everything love oriented is dark okay sean and juliet arrive at desiree's home to wish her condolences and sean oh wait to wish her mom right condolences and then sean takes some cookies to go that's when sean comes to the conclusion that ben isn't guilty and similarly gus thinks the same Finally, Sean and Gus decide to uh, team, decide to team back up. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Finally, Gus is Now it's a Sean Gus versus Juliet Laster. So things are back to normal again. Sean and Gus find Ben and tell him they don't think he's guilty. Then Laster and Jules show up and arrest him. Played. Psychiatric separation. Yeah. Big one. Ben is played by um, Brad Raider. Yes. Who I first met when James asked me to be in a play he was producing with Red Dog Squadron. Yeah. That um you were starred, so, um, so good in Tim with our dear Kurt Fuller and um Xander the Berkeley. amazing Xander Berkeley. Yeah. And some tiny little unknown actor named um Eric Stone Street. Yeah. Who went on with mass success and I think at least one Emmy, if not a couple nominations for Modern Family. Yes, thank you. Yes. Way to wait to way to bail me out. <laughs> yeah. There. And he also so the play you did was called Grand Illusion. And I was lucky enough to to work with Brad in a play years later called Greedy, also done by Red Dog Squadron. Oh, um, I saw that. So, and was Kurt in that as well? Yeah, just, Kurt, um, Kurt was also in that. Right. And um, Brad and James started Red Dog, Red Dog Squadron together. So it was very cool. He got to come up and do this. And then, I, yeah, this I think it was right after. Oh, and, and Amanda Dentmer. And Amanda from, Dentmer was in it. And Ivana Milicevic. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we did Greedy right after the season. And so, uh, but I, Brad, obviously we all knew Brad. It was very cool. He, he came up and did this. What's something you can't go anywhere without? Maybe an emotional support water bottle, a pack of gum. Well, for me, it's my brilliant eye brightener by Thrive Cosmetics. I am obsessed with this product. The highlight stick is made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. All you have to do is rub the inner corner of your eyes to look like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't. You can use the brilliant eye brightener as an eyeshadow for perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy, smoky eye. I recently had my makeup done for the Vanity Fair party, and I have to say, we didn't even like coordinate this, but the makeup artist was using, Anton is his name, was using this eye brightener by Thrive, which is one of my favorite things in the whole world. Anyway, so there, I actually mean what I say. Plus the foolproof formula makes it extremely easy to apply and blend any of the 13 shades, and it has more than 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The best part about Thrive Cosmetics is that they are 100% certified vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. So that means no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, all without compromising performance. And cause is in the name for a reason. 
As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. Thrive Cosmetics make great products and give back to a community in need. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. I'm obsessed with their makeup, you all. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off of your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash pineapple for 15% off your first order. And don't forget to check out their brilliant eye brightener. You won't regret it. I promise. Okay, now Sean and Gus head to Woody's office. I love the Woody scenes. Wanting to find everything out about the autopsy of Desiree. Woody tells them there is a mark on her ankle that looks like freezer burn. He asks, why would a drowning victim show no signs of struggle? Then he vividly tells Sean and Gus how they'd both die. (laughs) Because, well, Woody. Then Lillian, the first lab tech, shows up at SBPD, uh, shows up at SBPD with some info on their case. Ben's name is officially cleared when she presents them with evidence. Ben was in the office. At the time of the murder. Yes. I think we passed over the Japa dog reference because. Um, oh, really? I, are we there? They want to go. I, I'm looking at my notes. My notes are out of order. So. Um, they're not. I don't all, think they're eating the Japa dog yet. Maybe they are. They're actually full of sunflower seeds. Yeah. The Japa dog was. Okay. Japa dog is a. Like a hot dog stand. That was outside of the Sutton Place Hotel in downtown Vancouver. There were a couple of them. And. Cart is um, it's iconic Vancouver street food. Yeah, and also like, there was always a line down the street of people wait. Like they're so good that there was always even if it's, if it's raining, there's a line uh, to get a Japa dog. So I love that we worked that in. So in the corner of Burrard and Thurlow. Yeah, if anybody's up there who wants to go get a Japa dog by the Marketplace IGA, or actually right by the Sun Place in the market. Thank you, Corners. Let's make the movie theater. We all saw so many movies. Yeah. Yeah. And the Starbucks, you know, and the Winking Judge and Joey's. Anyway, that's our corner. Okay. Sean recalls, uh, recalls Desiree's mother talking about how Ben had cheated on Desiree when Gus uh, said he felt like he was cheating on Sean. Then Sean realizes they never found out who Ben was cheating on Desiree with. Suddenly, Ben washes up dead on a beach ashore after a surfing accident. Strangely, he showed no signs of struggle either. Woody determines that Desiree died from dry drowning, meaning an overdose of anesthetic. And Sean immediately recalls the assistant at the science research. Oh, at science research. Sean accuses her of being the other woman and the person that took Desiree out. But the woman says she's just an assistant and doesn't have access to the anesthetic. Sean then figures out the case. Lillian, the lab tech, was the one that killed Ben as she had access to the anesthesia. They were lab partners and she fell for him. Ben and Desiree split up, but Ben wanted her back, and Lillian didn't want that to happen, so she killed Desiree out of jealousy in hopes of getting Ben to herself. Would you say that she murdered Desiree? That is exactly what I would say, Tim. And I would say it exactly uh, like that. <laughs> so that would clear that up. Yes. I'm out of breath. But because Ben wasn't happy about this, Lillian had decided to kill him to settle the score. After confronting Lillian with the evidence, she is forced to admit to murdering both Ben and Desiree, blaming the latter for her actions. As a result, Lillian is arrested. Insider insight. We've discussed this before, how actually difficult it is to handcuff someone without actually hurting them. So you could say, like, I'm totally, I'm blocking the camera angle with my body. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I say, put your hands behind your back. I don't actually pull them back. I, 
And as I'm blocking the ang- angle, I just I'm literally just handing her yeah. the hand. And and I walk her out, still like blocking her hands. So yeah. You don't see that she's just holding bare handcuffs. I I every did we ever cuff anyone for real on the show? I don't think ever. I don't think I don't think we did. It's one of my favorite little trivia things. Okay, okay. Can we talk about the performance now? <laughs> okay. So later, Sean and Juliet attend a tap dancing performance. Gus and the ta- and and Jason Samuel Smith do an incredible tap. I mean, this tap number was so good, so good. And I guess and Jason choreographed yeah. um, all the taps. All the taps. Anyway, so a well-received performance. Lasseter takes to the stage with a children's class. By the way, the hat, the whole thing, so cool. But Lass- I don't know why I was in a 1960s snap rim Kennedy hat, but I do. It worked. Because you're you. <laughs> and and you were like, I'm sure you put all of that together and you were like, I'm going to look so cool. And no, I mean, it to me, it's it's so good. Okay. I just to shout out. There's a young girl right in front of me in a beret who's a redhead in a beret. Yeah. Who is our dear Kelly Kolchak's daughter, Mira. Mira. It's so she's so cute. Who is t- taking tap, I guess, in a lane. Came up and got to got to be an extra in the um in this scene. Which was so love, love, adorable. Such fun, such fun trivia there too. And she's so adorable in the scene. Anyway, uh, Lasser takes the stage with a children's class before stopping mid performance to announce that he just solved a crime. Because, and I love how both of us, Sean and Julia, point out like that's my partner. That's my partner. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean, I remember like getting to see Dulé up there and really, really dancing was such an exciting moment because Dulé would often, in between takes, take as a moment to relax. It's like it's almost like a tick. Like he'll just bust out a few steps. Yeah, yeah. I think he uses it in a lot of ways. How you were Lasseter was supposed to use it in that. I think it does. It helps him clear his head. It like chills him out. It like it, you know helps him focus. And he's just so good. So. We were all very grateful and got very used to the sound of delay. You know, we'd be like running lines or whatever. Just well, like you would do that in the SPPD because that stage was was yeah. raised and it was small. It was so loud, which it like had a percussion to it. I just remember like that theater. I kind of loved it because or that theater, that stage, it, because this uh, set was raised. There was like a, a space underneath, so it it would echo. It would echo throughout. Yeah, we're like on a hollow box. Yeah, exactly. You're on a hollow box. So good. That's our episode. I mean, we still have fan questions, but like Julian in real life would always would have a um he had a board in his in his trailer. So yep. I would know I'd see him walking around out of his out of his trailer and he'd be just covered in sweat and I know he was out and he was in his trailer working out and tapping. Yeah, you can hear it sometimes. You can hear him sometimes. So cool. So cool. He's so talented, that Dule Hill. As are you, Tim. This was so impressive. Aww. It really was. It was so impressive. You were like uh, you picked it right up, and also you look you look like a natural. You have a very here's what I do like about this episode. Okay, not enough last yeah. yet. That's that's true. We don't actually like pair up until kind of halfway in. Yeah, and also it's kind of funny because I feel like uh, Juliet and Sean even go back a little bit in there. You know, there's been a lot of flirting like leading up to uh, the season and whatever. And I feel like this episode was kind of fun because we went back a little bit to like me rolling my eyes like i really miss my partner like i'm like i can't babysit this guy anymore i i'll t- i'll That's take lassiter's gruffy uh <laughs> you know over having to babysit sean any day 
anyway. and yet it still starts spoiler alert they become the item that they eventually do yeah still still do even after getting an insight to um they need to babysit this this, this boy man yeah I mean, I don't think she's surprised by it, but I also, I think by midway, she's like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> get me back to my partner. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. No. No, I'm not talking about Tim. I am talking about our foster cats. Our cat's old food would stink so bad, and that is why I'm happy I found our next partner, Smalls. It's a new year, and we've decided to update the cat food that we feed the foster animals. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. A few short years later, they've served millions of meals to cats around the world. At this point, you might be wondering, well, why can't I just feed my cat kibble? When it comes to big pet food, let's just say you do not want to see how the sausage is made. Think pink sludge getting extruded at extremely high temperatures. I don't really even know what that word means, but it sounds really bad. Oh yeah, and if that sounds gross, imagine having to eat it every day. Smalls takes a different approach. It's cooked gently, just like food would be in your own kitchen, and they work with leading cat nutritionists to create recipes that are exactly what your little furball craves and needs. After making the switch to Smalls, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur, and 90% reported overall health improvements. That is a huge deal. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they will refund you if your cat won't eat their food. I can finally open a packet of cat food and, and not get nauseous. Cat food typically smells horrendous, let's be honest. But with Smalls, we don't mind the smell. And I actually recognize the ingredients included. Remember, higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. So head to smalls.com slash pineapple and use promo code pineapple at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a huge discount. It's the best offer you're going to find, but you have to use our code pineapple for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code pineapple for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Fan questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Did Dulé teach Maggie and James how to tap dance too? No. I was, I'm very shy about the fact that I tap. And so I'd never talked about it. So it's not surprising you would know that, but I've, I've never known this out of all the years and everything I do know about you. Okay. So toward, uh, the end of psych, I, well, first off, I am obsessed with, so you think you can dance. It's one of my favorite shows always has been whatever. So, and I love dance shows. I'm not like, I don't know dancing with the stars quite as much, but I know like, so you think you can dance or like world of dance, like all those, whatever. So I, and one year, I was so happy to see a tapper like got to the finals, Melinda Sullivan. And she's so good. Anyway, Dulé's like, one day I'm like, hey, I think I want to get back into it like for real. You know, who would, do you, do you know anybody? He's like, oh yeah, you should call my friend Melinda. She, you know, she's like teaching and she'll do privates and yada, yada. And, I, and then he sends her number, sends me her contact and it says Melinda Sullivan. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Your friend is the win- is the like tap dancing finalist of So You Think You Can Dance? Are you kidding? So I ended up taking from her for a while, and then I got a um like a ladies who tap group together. This was like 2016 to maybe 2017 or 18, 
and we would take tap from, so I did some privates and then, uh, we had like a ladies group. I'll see. I, I got to ask you though. I have a feeling Rosé was involved as well. You know, not until after we were very serious. We took it. We would like, we really were like, we wanted to get better. It was so fun. Um, you know, who was in it was, um, do you know, Juliana, remember Juliana Gwill? She was on the show and like, I don't know. Um, anyway, there were like eight girls and we just would tap on like Thursdays at ladies 11 who ladies who tap. And then we all have lunch after. Oh, it was the best. And Melinda was so part of the group. It was just awesome. And I, you know, life happened, the pandemic hit. And I just had the thought the other day, I want to get back to it. So, you know what I love all these years <laughs> and as close as we are, we're still keeping it fresh. You still surprised me. Look, like. I'm so shy about like other things that I do painting, for example, like, like tap. I don't talk about them very often, but yeah, tap was probably one of my great loves in life. Which just goes to show you're an intensely creative person. <laughs> You can't, you can't keep it. You can't keep a lid on that. Yeah. Well, it's true. I also miss it a lot when I don't do it. So it's been a few years now and I'm like, you know what? I got to go back. I got to go back anyway. Okay. Was the scene where Sean tries to complete Juliet's sentence improv? It actually was. And I, I can tell by the last line when he says hamburger and he says, you said you were going to start with the letter. You said you were making the H sound. And I say, so you went to hamburger. That was a hundred percent an improv. I actually have that in my notes. Yeah. I was like, that is real. That's, that was, that seems very, that's very real. Uh, Maggie and James. James, James and Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you two miss each other while shooting this episode? So much. So much. And also knowing you weren't well, I remember, I'm remembering that now too, but also, yeah, I, we always have withdrawals when it's like an episode we don't get to have together. <laughs> I, remember I, was, we were, I think we were both living at level at the time. This was the level year, I believe. And then we moved. I moved. I remember we moved to the Sutton during that year, but um, we were at level for the first half. I remember. I remember being in the gym at level, that really beautiful gym and being so um, sick. And like I said, this thing like went into my shoulder, really, it started in my shoulder. And um, one of the things I used to do um, working out, I used to um, skip a rope. Oh. I became like really good at, um, it's a good at skipping exercise. rope. Uh-huh. Because here's something you don't know about me, Maggie. Oh, as you said today, um, Tim doesn't do sports, which of course we all know is very true. In the uh, mid '90s, I actually worked out at a um, a boxing gym in uh, in Hollywood called the Hollywood Boxing Gym. It was on uh, what? Was on the- yeah, I know you're just shocked. <laughs> okay, it was. It was I, I would say this. It was not a con. It's not like I was getting punched in the face. It was like not a you get in a ring and actually hit somebody. It was mostly back work and, and like skipping rope. And yeah. So I, I got really kind of into, um, like skipping rope and, and bag work and could be good. Like a lot of like double unders. And I, I was so sick that I had no energy. Like, like my arm wasn't totally paralyzed, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any power to like to get a double under. Huh. I remember being in that gym at level and not being able to, um, oh. do that to even really skip rope. Cause oh. I was just, how frustrating. Now, it was a uh, level, but yeah, so um, I mean, I'd like my own, Maggie, I had my own gloves and everything. I knew how to like do wrap. I did wrap not know this. How did I there's not a, know this? There's a picture I have to dig up. of. Um, you must. Every, like every Friday they would do a competition where, um, God, this, um, this trainer's name was Terry. And basically he'd stand at the heavy bag and he would just, he would yell out combinate. He would shout out, scream out, com- scream out combinations at you. Mm-hmm. Like within 30 seconds of, and it was really rapid fire of like jab, you know, just jab, jab, right, you know, right, one, two, three, it just, it just combinations you'd have to the bag with. 
And if you uh, if you got through like the thirty seconds perfectly, mm-hmm. you want you won the belt that that week. Ah, oh. have a picture. Have a picture of me with the belt. It will blow your effing mind. Oh my god, Tim! How how do I not know this? I have to see it. I have to see it. I would track it down. I was I just came. I was going through some paperwork the other day. I just came across it. I'll get oh my god! Where I, buried. I love it. I love that. I okay. All right. So Tim We're does walking, some sports. Walking into this gym. Muhammad freaking Ali was walking down the stairs. As I was walking up the stairs. So I was like, what? Oh, I was like, oh, okay, I, guess, I guess this place is okay. What? Yeah, Muhammad Ali was working out there. Holy hell, that's very cool. Again, caveat, I was not punching anyone. No one was actually punching right, right, me. Right. I was just punching a bag and bags don't punch back. Right. Oh, Tim, I love it. That's very cool. And I remember it was level because I was so sick. I, we were had to call in Dr. Lim. Yeah. Dr. Lim, Dr. Preston. Princeton, Princeton Lynn was yeah. was our set doctor. Yeah. Whenever we any of us would get sick on psych, production would call Pre- would call Dr. Lim because he would actually do house calls. Or Dr. Lim coming to my apartment and like my shoulder, like my whole shoulder, shoulder, shoulder girdle was just so messed up. Remember, like, standing in my kitchen with my shirt up and I'm looking at my shoulder blade and going, Did your shoulder blade always do that? Because it was it was like flaring off my my um oh my rib cage. Oh my god. Because that, that that muscle was paralyzed. And I think that weekend I drove back to Seattle to go fishing with my buddy Cliff and I was in such pain, I had to take one of Lucy's tennis balls and just shove it in my back. Yeah. Like, just acupressure between my, my shoulder blade and, and the back of my seat. Wow. That's how sick I was for this episode. That's so insane, Tim. That is so insane. How, okay, how did you feel about the detective team switch up? Oh, I thought it was, Dim- oh, I'm like, I think it's uh, fine because it made us missy. I, like, it made us realize, like, no, never. Yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't like it. Oh yeah. I mean, for yeah, the, yeah. The show I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I love I love getting to, to team up with um Dulé like that. Yeah, that was a you and Dulé. I have to say, I I also really loved seeing that. Like I, there, you also have like a level of respect with him that I hadn't seen. Like I haven't seen with other like you calling him by his name you're like oh you know what you could be helpful you're like you're paying him compliments and like and he's teaching you to tap it was really sweet and he's also like concerned about your therapy he like wants to make sure you're going to your th- like it's like stuff does not totally seem right and so he's he's like you know what lassie i really want you to stay with your therapy <laughs> anyway i liked it I, yeah that part of the love I was looking because I thought I had another note about something. Oh, no. I guess I don't. I but knew that being I, said, I was, I was missing my, my uh, O'Hara partner. I missed you, too. I really did. I was like, I yeah, I kind of, the, it, it was a little weird, even though, you know, I think if, like, there had been a little more, um, what's it, like, of Shul, like, if Shuls were a thing, but were not yet. So I, I always love to see us get annoyed with each other. Um, I love to see Ju- Juliet get annoyed with Sean, but. I really did miss, uh, I miss the, I miss the last, yeah. It's so funny. Cause one of the lines, one of the other questions here is this episode had some unlikely pairings. What other pairings would you love to see? And I'm like, do, at some point, don't we cover most? I'm like, do I ever team up with like Henry? Do you ever team up with like chief Vic? I never team up. I did have finally get some scenes, uh, some Lassiter, uh, Henry scenes uh-huh. in the later seasons. Where um, Lasseter is going to Henry for um, for some advice. Right. Oh, that's right. I love that. Very sweet scene in the um. I can't remember what the episode was. I remember uh, very distinctly a scene between you and I where Lasseter's really lost his step. Yeah. 
and he's he's got he's kind of got the yips and he's he's afraid he's terrified he's suddenly terrified right like said wasn't yeah you come and we were we were approaching a van guns drawn because we think it's a killer and the kids are watching um a disney a disney they're watching wreck it ralph and i'm afraid it's a murderer wait when is what's this this was much later in the, in the oh, show. Oh, got it. Oh, the kids. Right. And, and, uh, oh, right. So it starts to get to you a little bit. Like you're yeah, like, yeah, I've got, um, I am a little freaked out. Little so I have jumpy. this great scene with, uh, Henry in the truck. Oh, about, I remember. But about, um, I would have loved, um, a, uh, Laster Woody, uh, team. Well, I mean, we did yeah. a little bit in, um, of course, in, uh, last night, Gus. I get it too when I, I have to pretend to be his um, daughter, right? In that one. Yeah. But yeah, I would have loved more Lassie Woody. Oh my God. That would be, you guys would be, we need more of that in anything else upcoming for sure. That's the great thing about this podcast because I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we, now we get to go through and like, as we watch, we go, oh, that's right. That thing happened. Yeah. It's amazing. I forgot how much I love that thing. All right. Last question. Did Tim have any experience tap dancing prior to filming this episode? We kind of touched on this. Luck of the Irish, yo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's I, really, right. I need to get, in, I really need to get in, in, more and in, further into my recovery before we film Luck of the Irish model. So, um, yes, I can get back yes, yes. Like, obviously, obviously, I obviously have to step in that one. Oh, you are, you are, and obviously I do too. So we will be stepping in that one as a couple of Ir- lucky Irish models. It's going to be on, well, there's obviously going to be a, a choreographed step dancing down the runway. Yeah, absolutely. Of course there's going to be. You know, it's funny. You, you said how much you love, so you think he can dance. I remember you and James being on set and going, so you think he can dance on tonight? Yeah. Is it? I love that. I loved it. And I kind of got him into it too. They were so good. They're just like, I don't know. That's like storytelling, but like with movement. I don't know. It's beautiful. The problem with me in dancing is I would say dances would always come me from being a true like triple threat. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. I can never follow choreography. You, but you can. I, I don't know what the, the little, the, the secret weapon was in this other than like Dulé teaching you, but you can, like you totally can. I just, you just started did. On this one, I was able to figure out a couple steps. Yeah, totally. But um, like like on Luck of the Irish, I had my 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 five sort of standard steps I would do. Yeah. But um, Gallivant, that was always the big joke on set of how um, I just could not follow like like we were working with such incredible talent and um, with this choreographer named Ashley Wallens, who was just amazing. This Australian man who um was um Kylie Minogue's is Kylie Minogue's choreographer, so we would. We'd be doing a, a scene, and during the lighting setup, Ashley would come and say, "Hey Tim, can I bring in here and show you the steps?" And I quickly realized, "Show you the steps means teach you the choreography, choreography for the next big dance number." Right. So I'd go into the other room in my my ten minutes, and he'd show me the thing, and I would, always he'd show me the steps, and I would stand there and I would say things to him that I cannot say in the podcast because we keep it a little clean. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would immediately apologize and say, "I'm sorry, Ashley. You know that was the fear of talking." There were a few moments in Gallivant where I was able to actually pull some, figure out some things out. I love, yeah. Mostly thanks to my friend, my dear friend, Claire Foster, who would, was an incredible dancer and would take me aside and literally just like go through all the dance moves with me. That's, that's what I mean. I feel like that's just what you need to sort of be like shown and rehearsed or whatever. But you like, you too, you do get it. You totally and I was get a guy it. Like, because of my, 
my education, like with, with my, my BFA weed, I like dance class virtually every day for four years of my, in my theater training. Yeah, of course. Movement and all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a moment in, in my first big dance number in, um, in Gallivant for the song, she'll be mine. Actually, I threw in a little pirouette of my own. Oh, you, you, you improved some dance. I did. I just, I, you know what? The rhythm hit me and I just, I just, um, I do this like this lovely little, which I, I thought it was, it was a pretty good little pirouette. I love that. I love it. Now I want to see it. I got to see it. I got to see the improv pirouette. I'm, I will, I will track that number down on the YouTube and I will send you it to you. You have to, like have to. And you could write, you, you could, you'll find the pirouette. It's uh-uh. at the end. I'll... Well, that is our episode. That is the, uh, that is uh, episode two of season five. Feet don't kill me now. Feet don't kill me now. That I would say Tim actually killed that dancing. So, you know. <laughs> you're sweet. Yeah. You're, you're a kind person and a good friend. Okay. Love you, Tim. And you, you were so good in this. You. And I miss you, you too. Were good in this. And Even though we didn't get to be together, but you were so good in this. So were you. So were you. So were you. But more of we us. We were so good at this. We were so good at this, but you were especially good in this. I was all right. You were great. Hey, has everybody got their, got their tickets to um, the live show in the Motor City Con? Uh, yeah. Get those tickets. Come see us. Help us podcast the shit out of it. We're going to be promoting it even more, but get your tickets and May tell all your friends. Detroit. Yeah. Live. The psychologist will be in live. Okay. Okay. Bye, Tim. Love you. Love you. Ugh, I loved hearing about Tim's dance lessons and how much fun he had dancing with Dulé. We will see you next week, Psychos, where we talk about season five, episode three, not even close encounters. As always, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the Psychologist are in and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. Plus, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologist are in for full video episodes of the pod and a chance to be on the podcast with us to podcast the shit out of it. Oh, and visit MotorCityComicCon.com if you want to see Tim and I podcast the shit out of it live in Michigan. We would love to have all of you psychos help us do that. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.